My name is Arthur Smith. Of all the things you can do in the world, there's only really one that is definitely worth it all the time, and that's to listen to the Promoter Mouths podcast with Kai and Pablo, which is surely the greatest event in the history of mankind. Here we go again for episode number 21 of the Promoter Mouse podcast. Good evening, Pablo. Good evening, Kai. It's the keys to the door, 21. 21 keys. That is a proper bingo call, that one. Proper Thanks. bingo call. You're looking good, Kai. You, Thanks. You've, you've had your ears lowered. What do you mean I've had my ears lowered? Well, they look like they've been lowered because there's less hair on the side of your head. Oh, I see. I see. You wrote that. You wrote lowered ears. Yeah. And I thought, what have I done? Yeah, you've had your, you've had your bionic sorted. Yeah, you, you, you look, I did. You look well on it. Oh, thanks a lot, mate. Um, do you know where I got my hair cut? Where did you get your hair cut, Kay? I got my hair cut upstairs at the horse groomers. What? Yep. The horse groomers? Yep, the white horse has a barber shop upstairs now. Oh, and, and they're calling it the horse groomers? No, they're not. It's called Top Cuts, but, but oh. I thought horse... White yeah. horse, groomers, yeah. horse hair. Yeah, it works. It, it kind of works, doesn't it? Um, yeah, so she's she's moved she? in. She's moved in upstairs. She's not a Turkish bloke who sets fire, to, sets fire to your ears. No, she isn't. She isn't. She's come across from Chedgrave, and uh, what a good little thing that is. I was in having a pint, and Simon just mentioned that she's still open at 8 o'clock, and it was half 7, and I popped up. She had no one there, and I got my hair cut. That's all right. Well, brilliant. How many pubs do you know in a village that's got a barber shop upstairs? It's brilliant, isn't it? You, you can combine having a cheeky pint with uh, getting your ears lowered. Well, that's the point. What you do is you go in, and if there's a queue, she'll give you a little... You know, like when you go to restaurants and you've got those little pages oh, that yeah, beep yeah. on your table when your yeah, food's yeah. ready to collect or whatever? She's got that. So she'll give you a little pager. You can yeah. go out, have a pint... Do what you want, and then uh, beep, 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 then time you, for my haircut. You go upstairs to get sorted out. You get go upstairs. It did feel a bit like that. When I came down the stairs and through the door, it felt a little bit seedy, I've got to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's it like upstairs at the uh, White Horse? Well, the room, like... when Simon told me that he's got the barber opening up upstairs because she'd been shifted out of the place, basically the, the shops in Chedgray ramped up the rent because they want. I think they want to develop the place. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. And so by ramping up the rent, it pushes out all the vendors and then they, you know, they can they can carry on as they were mm. um, and do what they want. So she moved out quite rightly because if she had stayed, she would have to charge people £25 a haircut, mm. children, whatever. You yeah. know, that, that was what it worked out at. And so now she's upstairs. Anyway, um, yeah, the room, when Simon told me, I was like, really? Because I knew what the upstairs of the white horse was really like you know yeah, you've been there before i had i put i'd have to store my speakers and things up there oh, in the past. See, right, so yeah. it was like a storage room and it wasn't the most pleasant of environments at oh. the time and they've done it up beautifully right really. you walk in it's all white and you go up the stairs it's got a lino floor it's like a proper little barbershop very very cool and very well worth checking out i always feel a bit dubious about it's gonna sound sexist this but i, I, I always I always find it a bit odd getting your hair cut by a lady. What? Yeah, I know. I, th- I think it goes back to my adolescence. Um, I, I was sort of semi-traumatised, because when I was when I was about sort of 12, 13, just sort of hitting adolescence, I used to go to a barber's, well, a hairdresser's that my mum used to send me to, upstairs above a shop, right, in uh, South Manchester. And there was a lovely lady there, and she, she used to cut my hair, and she had absolutely massive you know, norks. And uh, as, as a young adolescent, not still trying to make sense of the world, she used to sort of lean into me and sort of, you know, everything... Well, basically, I was getting sort of... You were getting a boner, weren't you? I, a little... little. 
I was, I, I, I was unwillingly and unwittingly sort of motorboating her, if you see what I mean. I, oh, okay. I, I had nothing, no, I'm not saying it, but yeah, I mean, they were involuntary all the time then as a sort of a 12, 13 year old, but sat there with it sort of having the... Well, can I reassure you that that isn't going to happen? At a white horse? Yeah, it's not going to happen. I'd, well, I don't know. I don't know what goes through your mind. But <laughs> it is a female, um, and she probably has all the right parts in all the right places, but I didn't. I was not I was there for a haircut, mate. Yeah, well... I was, I, just... I was actually looking at myself in the mirror, like most oh, people well, do. You were probably in your element. When I, when I was a, a young'un, when I was a young'un, I used to go with my sister to a hairdresser. She used to, every now and again, take me to get my hair cut to a place in Bristol on Gloucester Road by the Arches. And it was called Tony's. And it was an Italian hairdresser. And he used to do flat tops. Oh, I remember flat tops. I, I had one of those. I used to have a flat top. Yeah, and he used to it. shave it like a grade one or two all the way around. And he used to get this big, fat, flat, yeah, spirit-level but... comb out. Yeah, yeah, And he used yeah. to do that. And he was an expert at it. And that's where that's what I used to have. I bet you looked like Rick Astley. Uh, yeah, a little ginger Rick Astley. Yeah. Yeah. I look like a little Morrissey. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody, Pablo, what we're here for. Right. It's been a long day, so... <clears throat> it doesn't seem so unnecessary today. Yeah, I know, I know. Right. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be each other's throats, competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, we have joined together with a joint aim of banging on about the UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. Beautifully done. You really attacked that one right from the top. Yeah, I grabbed it by the, yeah, by the yeah. throat. All that yeah. flexing you do before does actually benefit you. Yeah. I can see that. In the zone. Um, we've got all sorts coming up today. We've got a week roundup. Praise be. We've got some comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shit's housery. Parking like a twat in Lodden and Chedgrave. Opinion horse. Hellfire and damnation. Yep, and then we might have a few apologies if we decide they're worth apologising for. We'll see. I've got sort of one. Have you put one on the list? Yeah. Lovely. So, what have you been up to this week, Pablo? It's been uh, quite a regal week, hasn't it? Oh, it has. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been busy. On um, on Friday, um, talking about Morrissey... See, it's worth mentioning that we record now midweek, so normally it used to be from the weekend onwards, isn't it? Yeah. We used yeah. to record on a Saturday, and that was our weekend, but now it's a proper what happened this weekend sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, it sort of works all right, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. There's more yeah. going on. Yeah. Coronation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good old Charlie. Yeah, old big sausage fingers. Sausage fingers, pledging allegiance yeah. to, yeah. I've seen some rude graffiti about his sausage fingers and uh, and, and his lovely lady wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and what he does with his sausage fingers, too. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah. nah, that's not very patriotic. Is that something for the pod? Yeah. Do you think he wears a, like a boxing glove? Uh, what, like a hand puppet? Yeah. Uh, I imagine he has done. Um, yeah, I put there is a light that never goes out. Because on Friday... Um, I was out uh, with my mate Daryl and also Patreon Sai. Oh. Uh, yeah, and we we went out to, uh, what's the place called? The Waterfront. And we saw, we, we had a sort of a Mancunian concert that we went to. So we had the Smiths, the Stone Roses and uh, Oasis and all that. Sweet. You asked yeah. me if I wanted to go to that. And yes, I did want to yeah, go to that. Yeah. And I was gutted that I couldn't. Yeah, you, you, you had a... Uh, um, um, had a gig. You had a gig. And when we came at the end, we was going to blag the last, uh, to try and blag out their free entry to the last bit. But I, I did see the, your Thursday gig. But I'm I pleased was, to say there we, weren't any chairs available for you. Oh, that's fantastic news, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah, the night before, actually, I should say, I don't know if you're going to come into this. I, I went to your gig at uh, Bear and Bells in Beckles. I'd forgotten that's been since the last time yeah, we recorded. Yeah, yeah, it has, yeah. yeah. And, and it was brilliant. Yeah. Pat Monaghan and Mick Ferry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was actually. I mean, <laughs> in the back room of a pub in Beckles, that's, mate, honestly, I've got to give it to you. Yeah. I was, absolute, I mean, I was, I was absolutely determined to go and see that. I'm glad I did. And they both uh, delivered in spades. Absolutely, they did. Absolutely. 
absolutely. Um, both absolutely top draw. But what I mean, I was going to come into this a bit further down under praise B, but I'll, I might as well say, it. like Mick Ferry, that performance I saw, I've forgotten how good he is. Yeah. Uh, he is he's not next level he's, he's, he's right up there isn't he honestly he's, he's, uh, uh, on, yeah honestly <laughs> it's I'd, I'd, this. at the beginning there was a couple of people thinking oh I'm not, not sure where we're going with this because he sort of hits hits people with sort of wacky statements saying I like ketamine and like when you're looking at his age yeah. and, and he's like what what and then he got he, he, he mixes up the ordinary with the surreal yeah. in, in, in a in a way that completely hit and there's some you. very dark silly stuff as well really yeah, yeah. it's quite dark and it takes you to places where you think I shouldn't really be laughing at this and some people aren't but then he just builds it into yeah. the punchlines yeah. and yeah. what a master of, of the craft honestly I, I, I think I, I, I can't remember exactly how he built up to it, but he, he was dropping lines about uh, baby bells on dead man's eyes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the way he worked up to it, it was yeah. like it, it, it was up one of, one of the best acts I've ever seen previously. And I've said this to you before off off, uh, off mic, but it was a uh, Jared Christmas, yeah, you know, and he's a brilliant MC, and so is Mick. But actually, he's set, he just sort of whips you into a kind of fervor, and yeah. like you. you yeah, it is. It's pure hypnotism. And to have him, like you say, on the stage in a couple of pubs in villages and market towns, yeah. to me, I'm very proud to bring these people to these sorts of gigs and uh, and share it with with the communities that we built up. But um, honestly, probably the best headliner I've had on. Yeah. yeah well, um, I, I would. Probably concur. And actually, I've had yeah. lots and lots, and some of them yeah. have torn the roof off just be, being really funny, but that man, Mick Ferry, yeah. knows the game. And and he's such, is, such a lovely, ordinary bloke as well. He, he is, is, and yeah, he brought his partner, and he's on going on holiday, and it was lovely to yeah. see him together, and then they were ready for a little holiday, and they're now, uh, as we speak, boating around the broads. Oh. They're probably, uh, yeah, planning to head back soon, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope he's enjoyed himself. And if Mick Ferry is listening, which he may well be, because uh, I made sure you had a card for the promoter mouse. Anyway, uh, but Mick, thank you so much for coming down. And yeah, we'll see you again. He's looking forward to coming back sometime. All right. Before you press the swooshy button, I was going to tell you about the Smiths. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, Manchester. That no, no, was fantastic. It, uh, well, it started off with uh, um, no, no Oasis. I thought they were going to headline No Oasis. Any good? Yeah, really good. Really, really good. A couple of bad wigs, though. Really bad wigs. Oh no, they're not wigging it out. And the the, the, the Liam guy had the like the the most uh, contrived false bank accent you'd ever wish to hear. That's a shame. Yeah, but it was funny. It was funny. I don't think you'd recognise that it was a contrived bank accent. Do you think you could have done a better job? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, not with the singing, maybe. Well, Sai was weird. He, he he's always amazed that uh, when I, I can actually do a mank accent, even though I am mank. He goes, "This is weird. You're doing a mank accent. You shouldn't be able to do one. You're already already oh, yeah, a mank." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was brilliant. And then we saw uh, um, Stone Roses. Well, the Smiths were on next, and I, I, when they first came on, they called Smiths actually, or Smiths particularly, or something they're called. And and the guy came on, and, and then when he opened his mouth, he sounded like um, uh, Neil Tennant from the Pet Shop Boys. I thought, oh, this, is, this isn't, oh, no, I'm not sure about this. So I sat there sort of sucking through my teeth for a little bit, thinking, I don't know about this. A couple of tracks in, they completely had me. I've right. completely forgot that he sounded like Neil Tennant, and they were fantastic. <laughs> and everybody just went mental. And like for the Smiths, for me, the Smiths is a little bit of a. They are my five favorite band ever, right? Ah. But it's it, it a bit of a guilty pleasure. I don't force them on people, but to see the place absolutely erupted. They played all the classics, yeah, all the singles. They didn't mess around with any album tracks like that. So all, all the all the greatest hits. So it was really good fun. So that was brilliant. And then at the end, they did their Stone Roses. And it turned out to be the same band who did the uh, um, uh, the first Oasis. They came back out with different wigs on and different outfits. Oh, you're joking. The same crap Manchester accent oh, as well. Oh, no. But they properly tore it up. It was fantastic. Lovely. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. And, uh, and we got a lift. So they're doubling up doing... They're doubling up, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the ones in the middle definitely weren't them. They were, they were somebody different doing the Smiths. But, um, yeah, good. And we went in a size uh, convertible car, which he kept apologising for. Why but is he apologising for that? Because there's uh, um, no room in the back. 
because it's a, it's effectively a two seat or like a sort of bucket seat thing in the back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, don't apologise for your car, Si. It's a brilliant car. Stick your chest out and go. I bought this car for me. What is Give it? Give a lift. A convertible. Convertible car. Okay, what type? Um, I can't remember. Well, I don't know. I'm being a bit of a girl now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it you... might be an Audi. Might be. I don't know. Yeah, he seems like an Audi kind of guy, doesn't he? Yeah. Bombing yeah. around, if, selling funerals. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, had a good week. We had the coronation, well, the weekend. Actually, I had a crazy week. The, You've hardly stopped, Kai. I haven't. So the last time we spoke here, I'd had a gig at the comedy store on a Tuesday. and then yeah and then on the Wednesday we recorded and then on Thursday Friday and Saturday I had gigs and then on Sunday I did all the entertainment for the coronation celebrations yeah um I have to say I've never been more grateful for a bank holiday yeah, in bet, my yeah. life yeah I slept through it pretty much and yeah I tried to sort of function on on Monday and then even yesterday I went out and tried to do my day job and then came back and was just Sonked, but yeah. the Sunday we were expecting rain for something that lots it, of people have prepared nice, for, it? and it was the most glorious day yeah. of sunshine you could ever have wished for. Yeah. I would have snapped your hand off if I, you'd said it might have even had one shower. I was really pleased for you because after we left after the pod, I, I, I asked you about you know uh, you know you looking forward to it and what have you, and you said. Oh, I think it's going to be a bit of a washout. Yeah. So, I, and I looked at the weather and I thought, yeah, it looks like it is. Yeah, from one and till so, five, so, so, literally, so it was thunder, lightning, and a bit of sunshine. Yeah, um, poking out of a cloud on the on the forecast. Perfect weather. We, me, me and Mrs. Pablo walked past you whilst we was walking a dog, and you were sort of there, sort of getting stuck in, moving speakers around, yeah. and what have you. And I thought, well, crikey, I hope the weather stays up for you. Yeah, me too. At that point, I was like, well, it's going away. And it just got better and better. And at its peak, we had, uh, well, I'll tell you what we had on there. We had, um, uh, it started off with the Chet Valley Voices, which they brought 17 of them down to to sing, a choir to sing, um, which was a lovely start. Um, It wasn't the busiest of times then, but uh, we had the choir on then. And then we had an original artist uh, called Matthew Harris, who sang some songs. Um, a little bit downbeat, but they're all original. And actually, it was a really nice sort of next step into the entertainment. But then we brought uh, Nigel Boy Siron with his accordion, and he was in full variety. I saw a video clip of that. Actually, entertainment yeah. mode. But what was beautiful was it attracted a load of people who wouldn't have come for just the music. They came down to see Nigel Boy Siron. They couldn't believe um, he was there. Right. And they would get in their front row seats, and they were all sitting around. And at its peak there, there were probably but getting on for 200 people in the car park, wow. all down to see a bit of Nigel Boyce, or, you know, they just drifted into from the outside. Um, and he was brilliant. Honestly, uh, that's where he's, that's where his place is, you know, entertaining people. And he had all his hats on and he had, you know, he was had playing the accordion, doing a bit of Elvis with an accordion, a bit of Johnny <laughs> Cash. It was bloody brilliant. Fantastic. Um, and Nigel, if you're listening, yeah, they loved you and thank you. And that was that was kind of a, a moment at about two o'clock in the afternoon that brought loads of people in. And then after that, we had a, an amazing duet, an 80s pop synth duet. And, you know, when... I suppose they used to go into pubs and things and having people dancing to their tunes. And it wasn't really that sort of event. But there was still, you know, 100, 120, 30 people all just enjoying it. And it, and the sound carried. And yeah, there were people brilliant. in other pubs saying, oh, I heard them. They sounded brilliant. And honestly, they're called Discord and Rhyme. And if you need a duet, and I don't think they're going to cost you the earth to come and do what they do best. They look the part. They absolutely sounded the part, and they were a bit of nostalgia for everyone. Brilliant. Discord and rhyme, and they, they rocked it. And then at the end, after a raffle awarding prizes and things, we had Mod 1, which was Martin Sisley. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he was he was great. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and there were people drinking and, and yeah. enjoying it and dancing and sitting around, enjoying the sunshine. I've seen him down the swan. He does, he does a lot of jam songs, and then he'll do Bob Dylan songs that sound a bit like the jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a little bit of that. Uh, it was fantastic. And honestly, Martin Sisley, again, another local artist who, who, um, who's well worth booking. Um, yeah, can't fault it. All the volunteers that did such an amazing job, the parish council put it together, and any uh, any naysayers out there um, were totally 
uh, brushed under the carpet because it was a real success. And uh, yeah, the, when a community like this comes together, you know what it's like living here. Yeah. We always say how lovely it is. When it comes together like that, man, it absolutely rocks. This bit is called Praise Be. And this is where we, oh, thank people, isn't it? I think I've already thanked a couple on here. Um, all the volunteers and the good people of Loddon and the surrounds who came together for the coronation celebration uh, can't fault them. There were some people that didn't think it would be the success it was and some people probably hoped it wouldn't be um, because that's the nature of uh, of local communities sometimes. But everybody had a great time. Everyone turned out. Everyone did all right out of it in terms of uh, raising awareness for their their. Um, community events and the tennis club, London Tennis Club. Yeah. Thanks to all the people that are volunteering to do that. And actually, to one of the people that is well involved in that, and probably um, uh, we've mentioned before, um, and he's our new Patreon. Oh. Are we mentioning him here? It's Praise B, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We it was going to mention new, new Patreons. So talking of the tennis, yeah. so not only is it um, organised uh, by somebody who's a big fan of the comedy... Uh, the Harringtons, okay. These are these are people who are um, absolute um, uh, bedrocks of uh, of the comedy. They're always booking. They're always there. And the they Harringtons. Yeah, you're making them sound like the Flintstones. Yep. <laughs> and actually, he right, Mister Harrington, yeah. right, who comes to the comedy all the time, yeah. looks very very similar to Sean Locke. Oh. You might have seen him. And when yeah, I first yeah. I had to I had a little double take. Yeah, yeah. Had Sean Locke not have passed away beforehand, it would have been a bigger double take. Yeah, I have seen him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I even said it to him. He said, yeah, people say it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And he sounds a little bit like him too. A little bit. Somebody else who is heavily involved in the tennis is our new Patreon member. And that is... James Preston. Thank you, James. Oh, well done, James. Well done. And we were talking to him down the pub. After our Patreon episode. After our Patreon episode. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but he's a friend of Rob, the uh, guy who does the drain tours up and down the high street. Um, But what he sent me today was a video. They went down the pub last night with Rob after a game of tennis. And they went up the high street and had a full-on drain tour. Of the mystery drains of London High Street. We, we, sh- we should say to listeners who didn't listen to last week's pod, you should, first off. But if you did, there was a bit in there which you might have found a little bit confusing. We, we, we mentioned that we saw a chap in the pub. He was talking about his friend. He was there. His, his friend uh, uh, Rob, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, apparently Rob is completely besotted by the drains that come out of brickwork. I mean, he thinks they're magic. Yeah. And had a complete mystery. And he leads people by... When they come out of the pub, he leads people by the nose and goes, look at the drains, look at them. Yeah. And um, well, they filmed him doing this tour, and yeah. it, it was quite a thing. Um, I wasn't expecting them to discover a second drain uh, that was damaged, and he was adamant that it needed to be repaired. He was... The, the magic never ends. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, so mystery drain, Rob. Uh, Can we play a little bit of it? <laughs> Let's put it in here. Welcome. Here we are, Welcome. Kaya. We, Kaya, we're walking down Loddon High Street. Tour. We're on the we're on the drain tour with Rob, the famous Rob drain tour. It's uh, just up here. Here we are. Can you we're, hear um, yes. We've gone past Anne's Crafts. We're hoping for a lot of water because it's been raining. You can no? hear it. You can no, hear it. Not and the disguise. Is, you can see it's not been well maintained. <laughs> not well maintained. Look at Look there. that. Look at that. Yeah, and that flows. Oh, you see that water coming where out there? Where does it come from? It's famous. <laughs> where does it? Up there. In the sky. It comes from. Yeah. yeah. Straight out onto people's feet. That's <laughs> got to be worth a blue plaque, surely. Right. Well, how did you come across it? It's got to be in 2008. Yeah, just walking along. I thought, that's interesting. I love your drone tours. <laughs> I could show you the brick one, actually. It's just up there. Hi, there's it's, another one. It's, it's a loose pipe. <laughs> this is next level. Yeah, oh, it's, it's here, it's here. Look, this one's been sabotaged. I can't believe that. So they, they've been, that's the brick. Some people just don't care, that's do been they? A, look at that, and look, they haven't, I'll fix that Some one. Some people huh? just don't care. <laughs> 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 
Look at the brickwork underneath it. Look at that. That annoys me. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Kai. That is, uh, that's the famous drain tools. It's well worth it. It's absolutely brilliant. You train every night. <laughs> Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Rob. Thanks for the drain tour. So that was the drain tour of Loddon High Street. And Rob, who, uh, you know, without Rob, there would be no drain tours. And it's good that people are keeping that uh, art alive. Did you think um, the flat earther guy still listens? What was his name? Is it Geordie? Gordy. Uh, Gordy, that's it. Gordy the flat earther. I mean, if if you're still out there, Gordy, what do you reckon to magic drains? Mm. Let us know. Do you think these drains are magic, or do you think they're just an essential bit of uh, civil engineering used to alleviate water pressure from brick structures? But I still think Rob looks doesn't look like the sort of man that takes on a tour of drainage outlets. He does if you watch the video. Well, he does, but no, even if you look at the video, he doesn't seem like the sort of guy you'd expect to do that. Well, nobody does, because it's mental. This is called... Comedy rumours forward slash shithousery. Ah. Now, um, you've put a second complainer. Yeah, well, after me saying we had a, a, com- a complaint, um, what do they call him? A whingy toss bag or something. Was this the Auschwitz guy? Yeah, but um, okay. I, I got another com- complaint from the ocean room from another lady who, who was referencing, who, who was upset again with Ben about. Um, <laughs> Uh, th- this time, because he was apparently making fun of people uh, with uh, COVID. And he was... <laughs> oh, no. I mean, in isolation, if you take his words out v- verbatim, it looks like he was a lot making fun of people who died with COVID. But, you know, given given that he was, by, by profession, a joke, telling jokes, he, he was making fun of the situation and the ridiculousness of it. And But what, where she went wrong and where she completely lost any sympathy... Was, I think she she called him a disgusting specimen of a human, human, <laughs> which which was pretty harsh, wasn't it? And then and then went on to say, oh, you know, I think it's disgusting and all the rest of it. So, so I don't know. I, I I I was reading it, and as I was reading it, I'll, I'll be honest, Carol, I was thinking, yeah, this will go in the pod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I've got to work out a way of dealing with complaints. Because it's, I, I should just write something stock. But no, I, I think I, I think the way you deal with it is to put it on your ticket sales part that uh, this contains adult material that some people may find offensive. No intent. Yeah, there is there is no intent. Yeah, well, I, I, I engage with her, and uh, I, I maybe shouldn't, but I thought you know, I, I found myself feeling a bit defensive when when I first read it. It washed over my head what she said about Ben. And then afterwards, I reread it. I thought, actually, talking about being offensive, she actually meant to offend with what she wrote there. Called calling Ben a, a, a you know a disgusting example of a human or whatever it was she said. I said, look, you know, comedy well, we, comedy is subjective. Yeah. it's meant to be funny, but what you said actually meant to offend, and it did. People are triggered by things which may be slightly closer to home than we appreciate. You never know. So if somebody makes a, a, a comment about something like COVID, and maybe they lost a relative to COVID. It may come across like that. I, I guess so. And also, 450-odd people there that night over the two venues, uh, which probably means it's a numbers game, game isn't it? You, you, you know. And then on the other end of the scale, though, Mick Ferry comes along, talks about Nana, and we get no complaints, but I'm sure some people maybe thought that might be a bit of a squirmy moment, but... Yeah. Uh, there is, there are different ways of dealing with it, and shock is maybe n- not always the best way. I don't. You, you, you're asking for it, aren't you, as a I comedian? Think, I think there are ways of complaining, isn't there? So, so if you're going to complain, um, be nice about it. Don't be an arsehole like by 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 making personal comments about about an act or or going to complain about another act oh, it is, to to another act, which it, is bizarre. Yeah, it is worth mentioning, and I, I listened back to the last pod and the. Um, audience member that came up to you that complained about the um, Auschwitz reference complained to the headliner's agent. But it must be, uh, what I didn't make clear is that it wasn't the headliner that made that reference. It was was the act before him, uh, which makes it even more bizarre why why anyone would do that. Um, I've I've put one-star reviews. Oh, someone's triggered you. 
Yep. So after <laughs> Sunday's exciting day of the coronation, um, I came back to discover two one-star reviews for Shaft of Wit Comedy, one after the other, that bore no, no reference to any of my gigs. Just personal slights it on was your character. Per- yeah, somebody's taken a dislike to me. Uh, I guess you've got to expect it. Take the rough with the smooth. But one of them said he likes to verbally abuse people in public. <laughs> um, that was one of them. Um, on podcasts. And then another one said... Um, Sticks his nose in, has uh, you know, sticks his nose in where it's not wanted on Facebook, and thinks he's funny when he's not. Wait, wait till wait till he hears the pod. And these were both. Oh, see, from the same person because they were two minutes apart, um, and they came up one after the other. Now, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. What I, I I wrote a reply. Then I I was able to get them removed by Google because uh, they clearly have nothing to do with uh, the Shaft of Wit product uh, or brand. Anyway, it's what do you think about that? I, I think it's the same mentality as arsonists. Arsonists do what they do, I believe. I've looked into this. Because it, if they don't have any sort of self-importance or any way of, fe- of affecting the world in any meaningful way... They like to do things like graffiti and arson. Yeah. And this is an online version of that. It is, isn't it? Causing damage or harm. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you've got to feel sorry for them, they, they haven't got enough going on in their lives to do anything positive. So they'll, you know... They'll... It really got me thinking, though. You know, it, I can't say it didn't make me go, oh, no, what, you know, what's this about? Because you never know which direction it's going to go in. But, um, you know, you went to bed thinking... How is this going to escalate? And there's no. And I replied to both of the the reviews saying, I you know I I have no idea what this is. Please enlighten me. Anyway, um, they were anonymous, weren't they? There were only one one rev, one review drive bys, um, but it did get me thinking. And it, it could have been um, from the gig on the Friday. Um, somebody um, because on the gig on the Friday. Uh, which was the day before the coronation, I drew attention to the fact that there was an establishment on the high street that was hanging its um, union flag upside down. Oh, I see. And I... I wouldn't know which way is the right way around, to be honest. Well, yeah, there is a right way. Um, John Mann brought it to my attention. Then another three more people said, oh, you know that the, the pub... Of all the pubs, let's say, on the high street, that should be having their union yeah. flag up the right way. It would be that one on the King's coronation. Right. Let's just say, you know, I'm not going to name the pub, of no, course, because I'll, that would I'll be wrong. That. But uh, it it could have come, this one-star review, from the fact that during the gig, um, with this information in my head, I opened the fire exit and got all 60-odd people to shout <laughs> out the door. What in the spirit of a community cohesiveness? Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just. I just felt it was the right thing to do. Does it like summon the devil or something if you do it the wrong way around? Well, apparently it's. Um, isn't it some sort of cry for help? Well, or, I mean, or maybe it means I need more staff. <laughs> You've put Peter decayed. Yeah, this definitely falls under the uh, uh, comedy shit alzery, doesn't it? In, up there in Manchester, in the uh, June, a beautiful mural of uh, Rochdale's finest, um, uh, Peter Kay, being defaced. Yes. I can't explain what we were talking about it took before. took the guy a week to paint it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, somebody with not enough going on in their life has decided to go, well, this will get me in the news if it defaced it. Well, it's a thing, though, with graffiti artists. And I think the guy who painted it accepted that when you paint something, it is a thing where other graffiti artists tag over it. it that's just the way of the world. That's the law of the jungle. Yeah, it's not. It's wankery. Well, it? no. It is, though. It's like when they did... I mean, they had a mural of a Marcus Rashford and somebody decided that it didn't like that. You know, because, you know, all the bad stuff he does. Well, there is that side of it as well. Playing yeah. for United and uh, scoring loads of goals and uh, and and, uh, and and getting kids' school meals by mm. shaming bloody politicians who want to do anything about it otherwise. Well, people just feel as though they have to. But if all, it's, it's, it's comedy shit shithousery because it was Peter Kay um, and it's shit shithousery because it was shit shithousery. 
there. Didn't they write something about culture and and earnings or something? Ah, oh, this is another thing. People are using the fact that there are food banks and stuff like that just to just to bang on about just to just to behave badly. But wasn't that with the Peter K thing though? Because he's earned so much money. Yeah, well, it's, you know, he's earned it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, people are jealous. That's, that's what I said. Like, instead of defacing something or, or leaving a shitty review maliciously, just do something positive and, you know, do something nice and positive for the community yourself. Anyway. Yeah, yeah now, with you on that. Now, you've put people who nick other people's comics at their gigs... Yeah. yeah, this is a this is a moot point. <laughs> who, who does that? I do. Kai. What sort of what sort of uh, what I, sort I, of I do, and I did dodgy. What? what sort of dodgy small town promoter would go to somebody else's gig? You know, it's say, the sort of person who would probably photo bomb them while while the promoter's with his with his axe, and they you know, I bet he'd creep up behind. Pop his little face through. Oh, well, I'm here. <laughs> hey, that was purely accidental, that was. I was trying to get out of the way, but I clearly wasn't. I, I, I honestly thought, for the, for the listener, there's a picture of my little chubby face next to Mick Ferry and Pat Monaghan. And, and me. And, and Kai. <laughs> and I'm in the background. I'm clearly not trying to be in a picture, but it looks like I'm trying to photobomb them. <laughs> but what I was doing, that was a live action shot of me... Um, uh, 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 tapping up Pat Monaghan for uh, my gig in 29th of uh, September. Yeah, like uh, like I've always said, you take all my best ideas, and Pat <laughs> Monaghan's one of them. Yeah, I've put Pat before, twice before actually. Yeah. yeah. So why 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 did you need to, uh, the the reintroduction? I, I didn't need the re- reintroduction. Pat the lovely. He was on yeah. top form as well. Yeah, he's a lovely guy. And he's in the middle of his tour. He's still bombing around. He's going to be preparing to go up to Edinburgh with a new show. Yeah. You know, I don't know how he does it. He's a cracking act and a lovely guy. And there's always, there's a lot of people, you know, it's a running joke on the circuit and it has been for many years uh, that if Pat's on, then people always make the joke about him running over. And yeah. like, well, if and even John Mann, hello, John, uh, said, you know, oh, I've got a gig, I'm doing something somewhere. Um, I might drive by. I'll be coming by about one o'clock in the morning. I might mm. just catch the end of Pat's set. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You know, weirdly, uh, when I was an open spot, I tend to say that every other episode. But I went on after him, and 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 at the time, I wasn't really. I didn't realise who he was, but um, I could tell he was sort of big news because all, all the open spots kind of shut up, and there was a uh, um, all the other acts were mainly open spots. You could tell it was like an air of reverence. Nice. Around. Yeah. And he came on, absolutely destroyed it. I thought, who's that guy? And then I, then I very quickly realised after doing a bit of homework. Then I went on after. I didn't die on my arse, but I didn't exactly storm it either, you know? Well, it, been, it, was a, it, it, was, it was a hard follow. I've been booking Pat for, for years and years, right? And I don't think I've ever seen him do the same set twice. Yeah. Not even the same gags, you know, at least uh, maybe once or twice there might have just been the ends, you know, there might yeah, just be yeah. a few remnants of a previous uh, previous set. Uh, but I used to compare down in Plymouth when I first started out and uh, he used to be down there and then he was doing my gigs. But I don't think I've ever seen him repeat. A, a, well, he's never repeated a full set, yeah. but also, uh, yeah, very, very little of every every time I see him, basically, it's a new Brand new thing. You, you can sort of tell he's got a fantastic mind because you can hear his mind sort of purring away. Yeah. The way he's sort of delivering these sort of elaborate, well-joined-together stories and whatever. No, it's brilliant. I know that's what most acts do, but, but, but you, you marvel at it more with him. Let's yeah. say that. and the audience loved him. You know, uh, for some people, he was the best one on the night uh, as well. And for them, it was like, I love that guy. You know, get him back. And I know. And the wonderful thing about booking Pat is you can book him time and time again and you will get a fresh set every time. It won't be yeah. the same thing twice. Yeah, and he probably don't need to do quite so much MC at the start because he does his own crowd work well, yeah. before he starts, doesn't yeah. he? he yeah, I, I don't like often... Uh, 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 he usually does open for me because he goes off and doubles up elsewhere or whatever. Yeah. Or he might just be available. And I think, well, if Pat's available, of course you're going to have him, uh, you know, on the, on the bill. Um, but yeah... He is, yeah, I call him Patrick Value for Monaghan. 
let's move on to Parking Like a Twat in Loddon and Chedgrave. Brackets. <laughs> oh, now it's become just absurd, hasn't it? <laughs> what on earth was that? <laughs> My goodness me. It's like Quasimodo has entered the building. Sounds exactly like you go. Um... <laughs> now you texted me early and said guy can you talk about your jubilee gig i'm sure you mean the coronation yeah jubilee yeah. jubilee was last as, as, as i said don't blow your load with this bit until we get to the local bit because we all we've got is some crap about drains now you've put mrs pablo's poundland bunting so there we were off shopping castle quarter and uh, mrs cat uh, mrs pablo rather uh suddenly stops and sees the uh, the bunting in Poundland and somebody took a photograph of it and entered it into a competition. It's the most underwhelming uh, bunting, like like what you'd expect from Poundland. You don't expect anything that's going to win a competition. But somebody's gone round and taken a load of photographs of bunting and they took a picture of uh, Mrs Pablo's house. With uh, the crap Poundland bunting outside. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so we were did entered. You, did you win? No, of course not. No, it was rubbish. But, it, 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 but we, you know, we were, we were there and thereabouts, I imagine. We, 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 uh, we didn't enter, but somebody entered us. Poundland bunting can get you into the best dressed house competition. Yeah. Uh, t- t- tell you what else I did, which is local. Uh, local, localish. Um, Lowestoft went to the Kitchener's, the Lord Kitchener's Memorial Centre, uh, had afternoon tea. Um, uh, that's basically sandwiches on different levels. It was lovely. Uh, and oh, well, you say it was lovely, right? You say it was lovely. I received numerous photographs that tell a different story. It looked like you surrounded by people having a great time with a pint. Looking like a right miserable bastard. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what I look like. Like if if, if you haven't seen me, any, uh, uh, listeners, um, you, you, you might see me down the pub at a pint, looking like a right miserable bastard. That is just my face. But wasn't that immediately after you'd apologised? No, for maybe suggesting that it wouldn't be the best thing to do. What wouldn't be the best thing to do? An afternoon tea. You're not a big fan of it, are you? No, no I, it's not so much I'm a big fan. As, as I said on the last put, um, just because I don't understand how putting sandwiches and cakes on different levels makes it good, well, it, that just means I don't understand it, and I've got to get on board. That wasn't why my face was miserable. There were my ma- face is just miserable anyway. There were macaroons on the top. Yeah, they were all right, yeah. They were mm. nice. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, and and they were made extra nice by being slightly higher than the things just below it. <laughs> you know, it's magic, isn't it? It's yeah. magic. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, look, the, the good thing about it was it was a community event for a charity, the Lord Kitcheners, and and we were with really nice people having a lovely time. Even though my face told a different story, but that's just that's just because my face often does tell a different story. I can't help it. I look like a miserable twat. I mean, it's it, it's it's a burden inside. Trust me, I'm fucking dancing. This bit's called opinion whores. Now, I've put transgender weightlifting. Yes. Uh, and we both had the same ideas, and I put beefy... Oh, no, it's... Am I going to put beefy swimmers? I don't know why you put beefy swimmers. It's because there was a similar sort of situation with the swimmers, wasn't there? Ah, uh, yeah. No, this is great news, Kai. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was breaking news that I found. Transgender weightlifter breaks every female record at the World Championships. I mean, that's brilliant news. Yeah, yeah. Well done to her. Yeah, and and the coach said, I've never seen a woman this strong in my life. It's incredible. It's amazing, that, isn't it? I mean, I will say that some of the comments underneath this article are a little unsavoury, but, I mean, that's brilliant news. I mean, world records been broken. So that's fantastic. I mean, how's she done that? At the World Championships. Um, Yeah, but, but congratulations to that weightlifter. She is called... A world champion. No, it doesn't, doesn't even have a name. Does it even have a name? Um, 
Laurel Hubbard. Oh, well done, Laurel. I mean, Laurel Hubbard was a man till the age of 30. Oh, right. And also competed in weightlifting as a man. But now, as, as, um, now as a woman, well, he's still a weightlifter and doing really, really well. Well done. Well done, Laurel. Ah, well, yeah, well done. I think we handled that extremely well, don't you? Yeah. Now, you've put people who don't get on board with royalty. Yeah, I have done this. Uh, I've seen a few posts from uh, a lot of comedians, actually. It's comedians are normally sort of spab off about this kind of thing. And they're basically sort of... In the same breath of saying, why should we, um, why should we bow down to the royals, you know, when we've got food banks? And I'm thinking, the two things, they're not, I don't think they're together. I think the point they're trying to make is that uh, the royal family are very rich. Um, it's obscene that we're giving them the time of day and um, sort of worshipping them when there are people less fortunate and sort of living on food banks. Um, and that's the thrust of the arguments. I've seen several arguments. I mean, for me, the royal family, I'm not a massive royalist, but aren't they the best fucking soap opera we've ever had? You know what I mean? They are the gift that just keeps on giving. And also, whenever there's a big occasion like this, it does bring the country together. It brings the community together. And would you want to be a royal? I wouldn't want to be a royal. All of that, you know, no, uh, no time to yourself. All that pressure, uh, you know, you can have as much money as you like, but you know, it, it doesn't necessarily give you happiness, as as we've seen with a lot of the roles. They've gone a bit mad, haven't they? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just I'd leave them alone, let them get on with it, and, and they're not they're not ruling us either. We we we, we pretend that they are. Just so you know, we we, we so Americans can enjoy the holiday. You know, it was it was during the COVID times. That really brought it home to me how little power the royals have. When you look back at history, I, I learnt through history at school that the royals were actually, you know, in power and they could what, what they said went, and then they they could have people's heads chopped off if they wanted, you know. And if you yeah. if you crossed them, then you'd go into the Tower of London. That was all the sort of stuff we learned about. And then you get round to COVID and you see Boris Johnson and everything doing all, you know, running riot through the finances and just doing whatever they want yeah. w- with impunity. And you just realise that actually where's, where's, you know, who's, who's ruling these guys? Nobody. Yeah, and yeah. that brought it home to me that they are, they have absolutely no power. They are just a novelty item. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we, there's a fair bit of ritual that goes with them and uh, gravitas and status um, but they're essentially um, built-in celebrities, aren't they? Uh, that and we, and we all sort of we 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 buy into it and we sort of let them get on with it. And I think they probably do more good than harm um, individually. Well, except you, when you get to Prince Andrew, well, yeah, he's clearly. Well, Prince Andrew's yeah. He's, well, he's not even a prince anymore, is he? What was he doing there with his? Freaking gown on and stuff. And he's crap he's got some bollocks, hasn't he, to be able to turn up to a party like that yeah, and yeah. and not bat an eyelid. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm here. I'm just going to go through it. I bet he was. Either he has absolutely no moral kind of um, compass, or I think there's a good chance. Yeah, I mean, every family has black sheep, though. Well, that's the, that's the thing, you know. Everybody, you know, Rongans live amongst us, and and the royal family, yeah, they But he rocked up like he was still part of the part of the party, and he's he should be long gone, shouldn't he? They probably made a calculated judgment, didn't they? He probably would have caused more news by not being there. And Harry did that thing where he popped in, showed his face, and went back home again on the next plane. Yeah. Didn't go to the lunch. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Well, at least he showed his face. Yeah, that's more my style. Yeah, I you know. Well, I did wonder why he was there at all, but I, um, I sort of found that a bit encouraging. I mean, and and uh, Meg, old Megan wasn't there. No, she, she's a really divisive character, isn't she? Yeah, for somebody who talks about togetherness and cohesiveness. You know, there's always a lot of division when there ever ever, ever been people are discussing Megan. One of the funnier memes that go that's going around. There was all these protesters with "Not my king" and and so on. And there's a picture of Harry holding one up with "Not my dad." Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Let's move on to hellfire and damnation. What happens here? In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. Yes. Now, I've met a few twats in my time, uh, Pablo, I don't mind saying, but on Sunday... During the coronation celebrations, I met a super twat. Wow. Well, no, I didn't meet. Well, I, 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 I said hello, um, but I was I encountered Loden super twat, as I call him. I was already onto him, as it happens, because this super twat went onto social media and started spabbing off. You got to him before me. I didn't yeah, realise yeah. what had gone down, and so. Um, what should we call him? Um, David Super Twat, who it seems um, thinks, you know, he owns the place. Um, he's what people might call a toxic narcissist looking for trouble and Maybe. finding it. I mean, we're not ones to diagnose. No. But he definitely has all the hallmarks. Yeah. Because I noticed, I sent you a, I sent you a, uh, a screenshot. He Basically, this guy... In order of how we discovered what had gone on, this guy turned up to, according to his uh, post on the public forum and Facebook, he turned up to the car park, which was being used that day for the events, the aforementioned uh, Jubilee events. But, which... but we must we must add that the, the official shutting time of the car park, which had all the events and all the vendors in, was 12 o'clock. Mm. So at quarter past 11... Which I totally get, okay, it should be open, but there were lots of parking spaces on the high street. But no, this twat wanted and insisted on coming into the car park to park because it wasn't being shut till 12. But we were just trying to, or not we, I wasn't, but but it was. it made a lot of sense to try and reduce the amount of traffic in the car park. Because we had a marquee going up, there were people milling around, there were vendors due to come, we needed people to not come in and park there, ideally. Anyway, this twat turns up, clearly wants to come in, they're trying to encourage him not to, he's insisting he should. So somebody called him a asshole. Well, yeah, and he, he went on to social media and said, oh, it's disgusting, I tried to park my car and the bloody car park was closed and there was some jobs worth there. And he called me a fucking asshole. Okay, and, and, and sorry, yeah, beep, yeah, asshole. a beeping, a beeping asshole. But not content with that happening, his next threat was that he's going to report that man to the police for a Section Five public order uh, offense, offense yeah. because he hurt his feelings, and yeah. that's what the law says. If you hurt someone's feelings. Then you can be you can be in trouble. But right. then he went on. Sorry if to to um, ex- expand on this. Then he went on and said the guy said he was security. He wasn't showing his SIA security badge. There's a six month prison sentence for impersonating security. I um I called him to task on on his post and asked him what a um what a volunteer doing a good thing for the community with their own time. Uh, would provoke them to call him a fucking arsehole. Nobody would do that, and I know the guy that did it. And he wasn't—he wasn't a parish council uh, representative. He was a volunteer for the community. All right, and there's no way he would have done that if he wasn't provoked, like you say. Yeah. And and I kept asking him, what did he do? And he, and he kept going, well, he, he didn't let me in the car park or whatever it was. Yeah. And then somebody else chipped in saying, oh, it's and disgusting. And he's got people going, it's disgusting. He could get, you should report this. And the point also to note is that you were the only <laughs> in the car park. And, and there was plenty of car parking spaces nearby. On the high street, for yeah. example. But no, he had to go to co-op at that particular time. And, and he like... only lives up the road. Yeah, walk to the shops. Um, miserable David super twat get alive yeah seriously you do so little for the community when you behave like that and yet you think you're the dog's bollocks let me give you a little point of reference you're not you're a prick (laughs) (laughs) you've put Putin on the Ritz I was just thinking of who's arseholes, and, uh, and, and and I thought, yeah, Putin is. Did he see his uh, 9th of uh, May parade? 
Right. And over the years, he, he has a nine foot. It's basically they're the oh yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah. And, and they celebrate um, uh, their, their war heroes, and uh, um, specifically the end of the war, like the Second World War. Um, but he's turned it into like a celebration of him. But because of all the decent weapons and all the decent soldiers are out getting bloody bombs and bloody smithereens in Ukraine, it was a bit of a damp squid. Yeah, but that's what dictators squid. do, isn't it? Yeah, but he's coming coming unstuck because he's having to show his hand. And like, it, it, there was there was a bloody drone that hit the top of the Kremlin last week. Bizarre, right? Absolutely bizarre. But whichever way you, people don't know who put uh, who put the, uh, who flew the drone into the Kremlin. But either way, it doesn't look good for Putin because it either looks like he's having his chin tickled, or he's, he's desperately trying to sort of say, "Oh, uh, we were." Um, we're in danger from these nasty people, so we're going to have to sort of lessen it a little bit with our parade, using that as an excuse. But either way, it doesn't look good for him. So yeah, he's a he's a bit of an arsehole, and um, I think I think his days are numbered. They have to be. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You hear it here. I mean, uh, well, I'm not I'm no great sort of war commentator, but what I will say is that I think he's in I think he's in dire straits. Because normally, loads and loads of weapons, uh, big, massive uh, parade, loads of dignitaries from different com- countries. Uh, yeah, yeah. you had a guy from Belarus, another guy from somewhere ending in Stan, and, and that was about it. Mm. Yeah. And at the same time, we've got the coronation, which had all of our guys on parade. Didn't yeah. they have nice hats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they did. They had lovely <laughs> they hats. They had lovely hats. Yeah. That's yeah. what I've got from it. Yeah. And with feathers in and all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, you know, that's how you that's how you do a a parade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And not spamming off, calling people Nazis for the sake of it. No, yeah. none of that. Yeah, we we uh, we win on the hats. We win on the hats and the parades. Shall we plug our gigs? I mean, yeah. you've got loads down here, Pablo. Shall I rattle through them? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me say, third of July. Arthur Smith, Charmian Hughes, Don Bizzles at Southwold Arts Centre. 25% off there, straight off, for a limited time. Get on it, because it is for a limited time. When I Basically, when I feel like it, it's going to be full price. I kind of think I'm just shooting myself in the foot. Because... I kind of think it's going to be 25% off all the time. Well, I think you might be wrong. <laughs> Go on. I, think, I think you're wrong, Kai. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it on there for a little bit, and when I feel like it, I'm going to stop. So, yeah, it's, it's fill your boots. Um, 8th of July, at the Kitcheners, uh, in aid of the Kitcheners, we have Danny Postel head, headlining a brilliant lineup. And um, he's he's coming across from my gig, Danny Postel. I've yeah, got, he's doubling up. I've got, he? on that night, Danny Postel and Mitch Ben over in Wingfield, and then Danny's going to run across town yeah. uh, or across the county to do yours. Fine example of collaboration. Yeah, so a WCB comedy for for, for that one. Go, go to there. Uh, quickly mention the last two. You said they were a bit way off to mention, so I'll just quickly go over them. 4th of August, next gig at the Ocean Room. Hal Cruttenden headlining. Uh, great great lineup. Pam Ford on there as That's well. That's a Friday, isn't it? It is a Friday. Yeah, I've the, got uh, the 4th of August. I've not booked anyone for that yet. Oh. No, I'll, um, be, I'll be looking at who you've got opening for that. Uh haven't booked them yet, so we need to have a conversation. Let's have a conversation yeah, yeah. about that, because that's an odd odd month. I've got the third and fourth. Yeah. Uh, and just very briefly, I know it's a way off in the distance, but I'm just absolutely... I've, I've chucked a bits with the line-up, Kai, so I, I insist on mentioning it. I've got Troy Hawk headlining with uh, aforementioned Pat Monaghan and the brilliant Terry Alderton uh, doubling up at Southwold Arts Centre and the, the Ocean Room. Very nice line-up. Yeah. Troy Hawk, that's a rare treat to have these parts. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and I'm not joking, but the tickets are already flying. Excellent. I've got the 1st, 2nd and 3rd of June. Uh, Beckles, Chedgrave and Swaffham George Hotel. That's going to be fun. I've got Mitch Ben. That's going to be great. Yeah. And I've ben. also got Dan Evans. And Dan Evans is brilliant. He, he does one of my... Uh, most favourite jokes on the on the circuit, and on the third of June, I've got um, what's his name, Danny Postill as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm getting confused now with all your Danny no, Postills in mine. That's not, right, isn't it? Third of June, you haven't got Danny Postill. Yeah, I have in Swaffham. Oh, you might have done. Yeah, all right. Yeah, eight, eight, you got him twice, and you got him on eighth of July. Yeah, 
And finally, we move on to contrition. Um, I don't have anyone to apologise to, and I'm certainly not going to apologise to David Harry um, for calling him a prick earlier. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, yeah, he brought it upon himself, didn't he? Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm going to uh, apologise just to just people generally. Um, <laughs> Uh, just, 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 just to everyone. <laughs> no, no. Basically, uh, like doing this pod and being around here is like being, uh, being shitly famous. Yeah. Right. And and I, when people sort of they, they work out who I am and they go, "You're on the pod," and they'll introduce themselves or they'll say something. I don't know how to react. I just, I just haven't wrapped my head around how to react. So I apologise to anybody if I looked a bit uh, befuddled or miserable. What sort of things do they say to you? Well, I, I, I met the, the the nice lady from the parish council, Emily. I met Emily. Yeah, I'm sort of know of Emily because her husband I, I, I used to work with in in my, in my day job. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so so I know who she is, and I know she she listens to the pod, um, and she recognised me before I rec- recognised her, and. I She's just, a big fan of the pod too. Just so many things going on in my brain when people recognise me. Like she and then they always come out with "Hello, Pablo." Yeah, which is uh, you know it's, it's nice. It is lovely. Don't get me wrong. It is lovely. You but, make your bed, you lie on yeah, it, sir. And, and, I, and I don't know. And 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 uh, we were in the White Horse. Uh, myself, Mrs. Pablo, and uh, my future stepson. But um, yeah, and we 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 met a chap who came in and and he, he saw us and said, "Oh, hello, Mister and Missus Pablo." It was the guy after ferry, um, Gary. Oh, Gary Schilling. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recognise him straight Fantastic. away. Fantastic. And I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a smile because I didn't recognise him straight off because he he wasn't on a uh, he wasn't on a ferry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went on to the Reedham ferry on Monday, expecting to see Gary there with his captain's hat and his bottle of rum. And his parrot on his shoulder. He was um, in the White Horse. Yeah, they were all in the White Horse. Um, so I went over to read them. Anyway, what a love! That was lovely. Went to see Steve Crisp in the uh, Canals Food Farm Shop. That uh, was nice. Did you have anything to, anything to eat there? I um, we had a little bite to eat in the Nelson, the Lord Nelson, is it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, they they were just uh, yeah. I mean, they were all right pubs. Yeah, bit of home cooked food. Um, but um, Cannell's Farm Shop went in there. That's a magic. That's like a little emporium, isn't it? It's, it's a little bit like a garden centre shoved into a corner shop. Um, no, you don't buy Scotch eggs in a garden centre. Yeah, you get a bit. You get a deli in a garden centre nowadays. All right. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, but this was a yeah, full of really good local produce. Um, well worth supporting if you're over there. Um, and Steve's funny. He says it as it is. He gets involved in all the arguments on Facebook with the other establishments. Oh, right. There used to be a Canals over in Loddon, didn't there? They so, did. so is, is that how you know him? And he, he used to own HTS, the um, the yeah, the machinery and, and tooling shop. Oh, okay. um, but that's all closing down. Um, now he's over there. But um, lovely bloke, good business head on him. Um, yeah, absolutely. Local entrepreneur, if you like. Um, and... Yeah, I thought Reading was all right. It was worth the visit. Yeah. We walked over to the village, like you said, along the water. Pretty, saw some birds. Um, we saw that um, there's a, like an old, uh, what is it? Um, an old windmill that's been, uh, no, it's an old pump house that's been turned into a house. Did yeah, you see that? yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Do you, do you that's know? That's Airbnb, isn't it? Do you know how much that's going for? Oh, about 750 Eight and yeah, yeah yeah best part of a million pounds for that and we were like well that's good i wonder if we could afford it nope. no no yeah it doesn't look that big i think it's got a bit of land around it and some sheds and stuff but i know, I know somebody who, who renovated a windmill for themselves and they said the biggest pain in the ass with it is that you have to get all of furniture bespoke you can't just put a straight city in there oh, it takes right. up half the space you need you need something built in you that need round furniture yeah exactly uh, finally, on contrition, I'd like to apologise to anyone listening right now uh, for the potential sound dropouts that we've had um, and the, the difference in sound towards the end of the pod. We had a little microphone problem and we will uh, sort that out. We're sharing a microphone now. We look like a, we're in a do-what band. Yeah, it's definitely not 
the best quality sound towards the end of this pod. I, I know it because we're further away from these mics. Uh, but um, normal service will be resumed. Uh, finally, let's uh, talk about Patreon dot com forward slash promote amount we've got uh now quite a few haven't we yeah yeah we're building them up we we um yeah we should we should do another patreon episode at the weekend let's do another patreon episode at the weekend if you would like to sign up to patreon it's four pound a month i'm sending a link to simon peck who says he's going to sign up finally oh brilliant um please do uh go to patreon.com forward slash promoter mouse it's a pound an episode that's what it works out at. Um, we don't even get that much because they take a little bit. But the point is that um, it helps us pay our subs for the whole of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the broadcasting. Um, and might even help one day get us a new microphone because this one seems to have just packed in. Uh, but uh, that aside, uh, those that have signed up, you will be getting an extra little bit of content this weekend uh, to enjoy. Uh, thank you so much for signing up for that. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode number 21 of the Promoter Mouth podcast. Shall Thanks, we everyone. sign out? Yeah, let's do that. Ooh. Cheerio, Pablo. Cheers, Kai. Bye-bye, listeners. Bye, listeners and future Patreons. Well, share it as well. Give it a share. Give it, give it a share. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.